Good morning. We are live here. This is Brendan Hazard. You guys want Prius? It is 9.22 Pacific time. I mean, you can't forget about Arizona. All of this, yeah. uh, this uh, no daylight savings time, man. What's up, everyone? It's uh, Paul Nevin here, 2G1P. How y'all doing? Um, go ahead and start it off, Brendan. What the f- happened last night, dude? Yeah, so uh, last night, if any of you guys were uh, watching the Thursday night football game between the Cleveland Browns and Pittsburgh Steelers, it got absolutely out of hand. Uh, eight seconds left in the game, and Mason Rudolph and uh, Miles Garrett got into a little uh, skirmish, you know, after Garrett had thrown down uh, Rudolph after Rudolph had let the pass go. And uh, then what happened was uh, Miles Garrett proceeded to yank off Rudolph's helmet and bash him over the head with it. Well, let's not uh, let's not forget that that uh, that Rudolph tried to take his off. I did rewatch the footage, and and Rudolph, granted, is an absolute idiot for trying to take on somebody three times his size. I'll give him a yeah. little bit of respect for trying to fucking like I don't know back himself up a little bit because the hurt, the hit was a little bit late. Hell, nobody's really talking about the fact that the pass was completed. But, I mean, whatever. Um, but aside from that, he did start to try to rip off Miles um, Garrett's helmet. And he kind of yanked out of – he just used his strength, obviously. He's above him at this point. Kind of yanked up, and uh, Rudolph lost the grip. Um, otherwise, Garrett's helmet would have been off, too. Um, and that's what I think prompted Garrett to pull off Rudolph's helmet. was like, oh, Really? You're going to try to rip my helmet off? Let me show you how it's done real quick. And honestly, after that, I was kind of like, oh, my God, this is great. And then the helmet goes flying, and I was, oh, shit. That's not cool. Like, brawl's a brawl, but I mean, like, that's like a brawl in baseball and somebody coming out with a baseball bat. Yeah. I mean, dude. And then you, man, and then you got Pouncy over there. Doing something where, where where he claims that he's, or uh, I can't remember if it was Pouncy or someone else. I was watching that little bit of footage this morning on on a recap that ESPN had. Um, some of their some of their analysts were saying that the guy used it as an excuse as he was backing up his boy, and he and he pushed Rudolph down or something like that. Uh, well, Pouncy's on the Steelers. He didn't push yeah, Rudolph it down. It wasn't Pouncy. It was Pouncy, the one that was with Garrett. And Pouncey was the one that was yeah. stomping out Garrett after it, right? He okay, threw okay. a couple punches at his helmet and shoulder and then started kicking him in the That's head. Straight hood fight. My God. Um, there was someone on the Browns that claimed to have done what he did because he was backing up his boy in Garrett, so to speak. But the commentator on ESPN uh, was, was spot was- on, dude. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? Go, go on. Who was it? Uh, I believe it was Ogun Bawale. Uh He came in late and then shoved Rudolph yes. down after yes. Rudolph. Yes. And they're saying that this is the more cowardly movement than Garrett. He comes up and claims that he's backing up his boy. Why aren't you over there pulling Pouncey off of him who's kicking him in the face? You're yeah. over here with Rudolph who's just already tinier than every single one of you. He's not an offensive or defensive lineman. There's already 150 pounds like – to give right there it was just it was a mess bro 
Yeah, um, still no word on suspensions yet, but Garrett's going to be suspended. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's suspended for the rest of the season. Uh, Pouncey will be suspended. Um, and then I think there was another – I think Rudolph even got ejected, but I, I don't think he's going to get suspended. I, so. I, I would be surprised if Garrett ever plays again. Uh, no, I mean, he will. No, he took there. off a helmet and hit a player in yeah. the head with it. Yeah, but NFL is all about second chances. Oh, my I mean, God. Yeah. You have players that are pissed off now, though. You have players that are right. coming out and saying things like they are un, they are amazed. That's not football, dude. That's not football. Right. I think they – I don't know because you are right about the whole second chance gig, but there's been nothing like this where it has been within the, the community, so to speak. And I don't know if, if this will raise hell or eyebrows about other situations that have occurred with individuals outside of the league, but they need to choose very carefully, I think, uh, on, on what happens to them as far as that's concerned also, though, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's just, it sucks. I mean, this is Garrett's, what, second season in the league now. Um, you know, you, you don't want to let it turn into a pattern of behavior. Um, but I, I just think it was, it's quite bizarre to go to that extent. I mean, what what could have been said? What could have, what like, could have what occurred? Trans- what if he hit that guy in the temple? Yeah. Like, with the actual part of the helmet and not the back, like, half-padded part. Yeah, but my my whole thing is how how does it even get to that extent? Oh, I mean, that's uh, that, that's a little violent. Crazy that's to violent, me. dude. That's that's a that's that's very violent. Normal people don't think like that, right? right. So I I don't know. And then apparently there were some Browns players who were cheering uh, when Rudolph got bashed over. Oh, the head. I, I did read that. That's good that you commented on that. I forgot uh, about that. Yeah, so that that was another thing, and then uh, I don't know if anybody caught the little bite after the game. So initially, uh, right after that play had happened and they sorted everything out, mm-hmm. what they did was they went and who is it? The Steelers kneeled on fourth down, so it stopped the clock and then turned the ball over, and media swarmed the field thinking that the clock was running. Well, then they had to get the media off of the field because, well, Browns had to do a kneel to run the clock. Right. Uh, Well, you saw after that, so after the game had officially ended, Browns head coach turned to all the Browns players and you could hear it on camera. He said, get the fuck in the locker room. Hmm. So he was, he was not happy about the incident. Obviously. I mean, I wouldn't either Baker Mayfield. He, he displayed some good leadership in the interview post game. Um, you know, he was saying, you know, we can't afford to lose anybody else and we can't afford to make stupid decisions like we did tonight. Um, and yeah, I mean, the Browns, I mean, the Browns, they came out on top, but you know, this is going to affect the rest of their season. I mean, Miles Garrett was a big part of their, you know, defensive pass rush. It's true. And, uh, it's true. Yeah, it just—it's not good. I—I I don't get it. Same. So, so we're gonna roll into uh, MLB. We got some got some news we want to touch on from uh, yesterday. Um, 
what do you want to start off with here, Paulie? Let's just go with the uh, prediction that both uh, you and I thought would occur. And uh, yeah, though Bellinger did have the numbers, I was kind of disappointed just because, I don't know, I personally like Yelich. Um, then again, my opinion is probably a little bit biased just because I really don't like the Dodgers. But I think I think there's a lot of defense that, that has to be said about it regardless. I mean, I know he did win the gold glove, and that's a completely different award. But if you're throwing in an MVP conversation, it is a most valuable player. It is not the most offensive valuable player. It is not the most defensive valuable player. It is the most valuable player. And as far as his season goes, he had a hell of a year. The guy absolutely killed it. He kind of fell off at the end like we were commenting on. But, I mean, it is what it is. It's not like he didn't earn it. I just felt like Yelich, I don't know, getting hurt probably screwed him. Um, I think the reason it didn't really hurt Trout was because of the whole cheating thing. And uh, I think a lot of writers tend to lead towards your opinion, more so towards than mine, um, in regards to the Astros having a lot of all-stars not taking into account that this guy is better than all of those all-stars. Um, I don't know. What do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, you know, well-deserved for Bellinger, but I, like we were discussing yesterday, I think Yelich still deserved it, especially if you're going to give the award to Mike Trout in the AL, mm-hmm. who was injured for, I think, just, about the same amount of time as Yelich was. And you said Jordan, if too. Not a little, if not a little bit more. Um, yeah, and then you look at the rookie of the year over there, Jordan Alvarez, who played 87 games. Uh, you know, so it's like, how how does that come back and how does that hinder Yelich's chances when he was only out for, I think it was five weeks total, if, if that. Um, you know, the numbers that he put up were absolutely phenomenal. He He's a gold glove, you know, caliber defender. He just – I don't think he got the gold glove this year. No, it was, uh, it was Bellinger. Bellinger got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. Bellinger was in right as well for most of the year, and he won it in right field. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a lot of assists. I think he – I don't know exactly how many, but I do remember at the beginning of the year he had like eight to ten. He was on a tear throwing people yeah. out. He was doing very well. Yeah. So, I think that's that's probably what – put him over the edge was the fact that he won the gold glove in right field over Yelich. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it is what it is. I mean, he, he definitely had a hell of a year. He deserves it. I mean, any, either of those two, I mean, you know, such as life, Yelich doesn't win it. He'll probably come back next year and be on a tear. Yeah, that's true. Um, he's also what Kershaw's, or excuse me, uh, Bellinger's the first one to win it since Kershaw too. First uh, right, Dodger, I should Dodger. say. And now looking at Mike Trout, that was his third MVP award in his career, and he's only 28 years old. <laughs> he is one of six major league players with three MVPs or more. The only one who has more is Barry Bonds with seven. Uh, Love that, man. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Hats <laughs> off to Trout, man. Jeez. Uh, uh, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. Um, like we were discussing, you know, is he going to be injury prone, you know, season after season, just with his heavy muscle build body type? Uh, you know, we'll see because he has had injuries the last couple of years. Um, but, you know, it, it'd be interesting. He's still going to perform, I think, at a 
extremely high caliber and you know be that MVP like player every season. Yeah, there was a, a picture that I that I saw that I think I sent you and a couple of the guys um, just displaying Trout's MVP uh, results per season since he's been in the league. I think the only season right. he did not finish in the top three was the season he was hurt like all year and he was finished fourth. <laughs> so he's either finished second. I think he finished third once. Actually, I don't even think there's a third on there. Right. I think he's either finished second, fourth, or first every single year he's been in the league. That's from that's pretty damn. <laughs> that's remarkable, man. Yeah. Uh, so now we're going to transition into the first. Well, yeah, first free agent signing actually, which is yesterday. Um, Will Smith, three years, thirty-nine million to the Atlanta Braves, and I think there's a fourth-year option attached to that as well. Um. I think his agent was absolutely ingenious. I don't know if you read into the story or not, Paulie, but uh, his agent literally told teams that were contacting him, uh, you either need to submit your offer and your best offers now before the end of the qualifying offer deadline or Will Smith is signing his qualifying offer and going back to the San Francisco Giants. And the Braves said, okay, well, here's our offer. Damn. Uh, yeah, I wish more teams would do that. I wish more uh, teams would fight for people like Will Smith. Quite honestly, I don't, I don't see why we let him go. We yeah. the Giants. Sorry for all those other people. Um, I really like. Well, him. I, I, I loved him. He's a great clubhouse guy. I think. I think the thing was, look, they knew that they need to save their money for you know other core pieces, and I think Reyes Maranta. Um, is going to be looked to be the closer moving forward. I know he's coming back from his injury, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see if he's ready. You know, come spring training and everything. But um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting for the Giants in general. But the Braves, man, I mean that bullpen is now stacked. They got Smith and Melanson, who were both on the Giants last mm-hmm. year, uh, and then they went out and got uh, Shane Green from the Tigers. So. Uh, you're looking at a pretty, pretty studly bullpen, especially in that NL East. I don't, I don't think there's anyone really better, at least on paper. Uh, no, they'll take but, it again. You know, if I, nobody gets hurt, they'll they'll take it again. I think with with ease, actually, they're going to be top of the league, let alone their division. They'll be top of the, the 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 National League, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean that starting pitching is filthy, even without Keiko returning. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, there's no team over there that I think will catch up unless, unless the Phillies go out and cash in on another offensive piece and a starter or two who are legit. Uh, I don't think the Phillies are going to be able to take over the Braves. So do you think either one of those part. teams would be able to nab either Strasburg or Cole? I think Strasburg's staying put personally. Too. Um, but the other thing is, uh, you know, I was listening the other day to one of the MLB network radio shows and, you know, a team could say, Hey, you know, here's our offer. That's obviously not the nationals. Um, hmm. You know, it could, it could be the Padres it could be the angels. Uh, we don't know. It could be any other team, but they could make that offer. And even though Strasburg has moved his family out to DC full time, mm-hmm. um, what they can make contingent is, Hey, if, we go ahead and accept this offer. 
meaning Strauss organization, right. uh, what they can include is, all right, well, we got to sell our house and we're going to have to sell it quick and sell it at a loss. So we need the team to recuperate the rest of the money that we lost from the sale of the house. And the team can do that. Huh. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I wonder how Bumgarner feels about potentially going over to one of those also. Atlanta, I could see him be more so than uh, than Philly for some reason. Oh, yeah, and I think that's why, you know, the Braves, uh, they're not looking at bringing Keuchel back. I think that's why. It's because they, they're more interested in Mad Bum. Mm, it'd be a good fit for him for sure. So a lot of Giants already over there also, so. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice and comfy. So, uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, moving forward, we're going to go into the recent uh, general manager job of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, ben Sherrington uh, has been offered the job. He hasn't formally accepted, but uh, all signs point to the fact that he will accept it. Uh, if you recall, Sherrington, he's 45. He's been with the Blue Jays for a couple of years now, since 2016, as the VP of Baseball Ops. Um, and he was also the Red Sox GM in 2013 when they won the World Series. So huh. pretty pretty qualified guy. Uh, the name has been around. It's just not a really sought-after name, you know? Right. Uh, but the guy's done some good things, obviously being you know VP of Baseball Ops for the Jays. You know, ever since 2016, he's done some – done some good things with his uh, personnel and the players that they've brought up through that organization. And if you look at the prior track record, 2013 World Series, the Red Sox, man, it's not too shabby either. Yeah. Um, wow. I'd say bringing up five so, or I mean, six uh, Cy Young kids and winning it all is uh, pretty good resume additions. Yeah. And, I mean, the Pirates need a lot of work, so it'll be interesting to see what he goes in there and does. Um I mean, as we all know, the, the Pirates, <laughs> they they took uh, leaps and bounds backwards when they traded Garrett Cole. So, uh, That's yeah. a fact. They, they got a lot that they need. You know, they brought up a couple of uh, young guys last year, and I'm blanking on the names. I think Cole, I Tuck- mean, Cole Tucker was one of them. He's a shortstop yeah. from uh, out where I'm at. It's the only reason I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I mean. He didn't seem like he was going to be anything special, but, you know, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they this is an organization that traded away Tyler Glass now, Garrett Cole. Andrew I mean, McCutcheon. What, what was the prior GM? Yeah, I mean, what was the prior GM oh, thinking? Dude. And they didn't get anything for him. No, they didn't. That's the thing is they didn't really get – I mean, at least for Glass, they didn't get prospects back. It's just, it's bizarre. So I think Charrington's going to come in. I don't know if he'll be able to do anything right away, but, you know, maybe a deadline, wheel and deal, and then next off season, or he'll make his imprint. Yeah, like you said, they definitely have uh, a lot of work that needs to be done. I think that brings uh, 2G1P to to an ending today. Uh, I'm Paul Nevin, and this is... uh, I'm Brendan Hazard. Peace out, guys. uh, 2G1P, two guys, one Prius.